Hello. Hello. You all right, love? Yeah, it's not bad. Well, you know, considering. I mean, here we are. What a, it's been a, been a crazy old week. Crazy old few weeks, hasn't it? I don't know, love, has it? Well, you know. You're talking to someone who just sort of checks the headlines in the morning and then gets on with his day. I don't watch the news, I'm afraid. Mm, yes, I'm sure you're aware that there's been a bit of a hoo-ha going on. Yes, over a bit in of, the... A uh, uh, bit of trouble at mill. Indeed, yes. yeah, yeah. Someone's been Putin the boot in. Ooh, very good. Nice. Putin it about. Yeah. You might say he's Putin on the blitz. Very good, Will. Yeah, it's not that. It's their throwaway, is Dave. No need need to overpraise them. Sorry, I I was trying to to fucking big you up. Damn them with overpraise. I was trying to help you. We used to say Putin. I'm sure he used to be Vladimir Putin. Putin. But Mm. But in recent years, it's become... Putin. I mean, for about the Putin. last 10 years. Putin. I assume because that's nearer to the Russian pronunciation, which it seems to be when you hear people. What's, oh, what's Putin? Putang. Wasn't that a thing at some point? In my Putang. Does it, that mean vagina? I think it means vagina, yeah. Does it? Should we look well, there's Poonani. Oh, yeah. Poo, no, Poontang. Did I tell you about that when I was doing fucking um, whore, apparently? Oh, whore? No, Puta. Poontang. No, Poontang, I think. Poontang. P double O N female genitals. Yeah, don't know what it comes with. I was doing an online lesson with um, one of the tutors at the place at which I work, and um, what you were teaching the tutor? No, but we were group teaching. This was during this was during COVID. I see. And um, we were doing some sort of rhyming task, something like that. And I set them the task of finishing the line. My heart is as cold as, and they had to finish it. And then one, it was like in an online sort of forum, so all their answers could be seen, but anonymously. Oh, so we had a few like your mum and various other things. And then one of them was my Punani. And the chap who I work with went, oh, my, in front of her, all the kids, oh, my Punani. That's like that's some sort of Caribbean cake, isn't it? <laughs> and I went, no, it isn't. How old? How old were the kids? Oh, 17, 18. So. Oh, right. But I mean, I did yeah. spend the next ten minutes just crying with laughter. It doesn't sound very funny, but it was just yeah, in context. In context, I can I imagine. Context it is was, all. Uh, yeah, My indeed. punani. I mean, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still thinking about cold as your mum. Right. What does that? Mean? I, I think I might have got it wrong. Your mum's not very passionate. Yeah. Your mum's cold. I mean, surely, I mean, when I was at school, the insults were more about you, your mum's a prostitute. Yeah, your mum's a your mum's, slag. Your mum's like an oil rig permanently on pump. <laughs> Not heard that one, one. There was one that was quite... The quite ship's bike. I've heard popular. that. The ship's bike? Yeah. No, I've heard of the town or village bike. Well, no, the ship's bike. Doesn't, you don't, why do you have a bike on a ship? Well, quite, but everyone's had a ride because this is the only thing to ride on because they're on a ship. Makes more sense than the town or the village. There's other places to go. Well, no, I mean the well, yeah, but the town or or village bike surely is. It know, makes sense. Again, everyone's had a go. But the ship's bike, I think, is more evocative, isn't it? Well, no, to me, it just raises the question of why would you take up valuable space on a on a, a an ocean going vessel? <laughs> it's a fucking metaphor, man. Well, yes, but metaphor. You could say, "Oh, she was the she was the ship's jellyfish." Well, well that, that doesn't make any sense, oh, does oh, it? Oh, the jellyfish, because everyone has a bit. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> what? 
It's a metaphor, Dave. It doesn't have to mean. Well, it my point is, metaphors have to make some sort of which sense. Which it does. Not really. Having a having a bike on a ship, unless it's some bloody luxury cruise liner, the idea where you can go riding about. <laughs> Fucking hell, when it's got man. five decks, it doesn't have to be that literal, and does you've it? You've got. Oh, I. The see. idea is that. Don't pull that fucking camp outraged <laughs> face at me, you bastard. Oh, I see. You're the, it's, it makes, you're the man who tells so us how literal metaphors are allowed. It makes be. more sense, doesn't it? What does? Oh. Ship's bike. Because they're trapped, and that's the only thing available to ride on. But what if it's a ship? I mean, that's pretty big. There's other things they can do. But they can't ride them, can they, you dick? Which is the point, isn't it? They can... Well, they can scrub the deck, for one thing. Well, that's not the same as shagging someone, is it? That's not a, that's not a word we use for sleeping with someone. No, no, scrub. no, 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 hang on. Did you scrub hang, her? Hang Did on. she scrub your cock? No. Hang on, the ship's bike. Is everyone's had a ride? Everyone's been on it? Yeah, but that implies a bicycle on a ship. <laughs> no, it implies some woman who's a slag, or man who's a slag, doesn't it? On a... Because they're on a ship. No, it's got nothing to, to do, do with the ship, has it? Yeah, well, you seem to mix, you seem to mix the metaphor <laughs> with the literal situation referred to. <laughs> Idiot. Now, where were we? Um, you were there. I was here. Yeah, the, Always um, funny, no matter how many times I say it. Putin. Yes. Putin, Putin. Putin his pants on. Rootin, tootin, Putin. Yeah. Um, I think it's fair enough to, to, to make fun of his name. Yeah, he's an asshole. Although <laughs> all the uh, yeah, it, it sounds like a sounds like a sort of a, a metal chamber pot, doesn't it? The, it does. poo, the Putin. The Putin. Yeah, uh-huh. very good. I've not thought of it like that. The yeah. Putin. Yeah, they Can used he... to have them in the Victorian period. Well, I assume they had them in all periods before built-in. That no, would have been made of tin, would it? Well, a, a poor person's um, uh, uh, seat of relief might have. <laughs> <laughs> been a Putin. Might have been made of tin. Yeah, might have been. Yeah. Putin. I don't know what when they're generally made of China. Chamber, Chamber pots. pots. Yeah. 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 The lavatory. It's uh, <sighs> the whole history of. Um, mm. Apparently, the saying about, um, about getting the wrong end of the stick. Oh right. Comes from in you know, public loos in the olden in olden you know pre. Pre um, toilet paper, toilet paper times. Yeah, you just you wipe it with a stick, like you do in some um, other countries, I think, in the world still. Uh, do you, well, uh, it, it, you have a cloth on the end of a stick it and you put, so. put it up your ass. But yes, it's sponge or cloth on the end of a stick, uh, uh, so, uh, soaked in vinegar. It's, it's stood in a butt of vinegar. Well, yes, but I mean for for for, for, ger- yeah. for germ elimination. Well, maybe. I mean, they didn't didn't know why, but yeah, they yeah, thought, yeah. ooh, you know, if you can't just have shit on it. You know, I know it. I know it stings a bit, yeah. but it's a bit, I mean, probably possibly gets rid of the smell quite effectively. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I believe. Well, it, it must be. If you've cooked smelly fish, alkaline or something, or it's acidic, isn't it? Um, vinegar. Yeah. Oh, acidic, my dear. Yes. I know. I said that. You said alkaline first. You're such a cock today. <laughs> today. But, um, <laughs> mind you, it, it, wouldn't it be awful to? Because then you might associate the smell of vinegar with with shit, because that and piss, because mm. that would what you'd normally yeah, smell yeah. it um, in combination right, with. Yeah. And then you don't that on your chips. You don't know on the delight of of your fish and chips. Mm. Oof, that would be awful. Oof, it? it would. Well, yes. And why do we? Yes. 
As for salt, oh, the history Fuck. of salt, my dear. <laughs> well, do you know that's where the word salary comes from? No. Really? Oh, because paid in salt. Because people used to get paid, yes, in salt. Ah, right. Hence, uh, you know, to be worth your salt. Ah, any okay. any builder worth his, his salt. salt. Oh, I see. Should be. Why a, the fuck were you paid in salt? What were you going to do with salt? Well, I think it was used in currency, as in some places, or when people were paid in kind. Because right. I mean, in in the days before refrigeration, it was damn useful stuff for uh, uh, preserving food. Right, yeah, okay. preserving food, and you'd um, you don't get fucking paid in it, though, do you? You'd never buy any food. Well, but when it was more of a barter economy. Oh, I see. When when I, th- I think we're going back sort of quite a long time. Yeah, more than five hundred years. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah, a lot longer than that. And then there's te- tester testament. What? And the relation, well, and testimony and testify, they're all connected with... Testicles? Testicles, yeah. Why is and that? And I believe, well, one of it, well, I think it's the idea of, you know, you were swearing, you know, you're, the most solemn or sacred oath for a man was, I swear by um, my... my testicles. Testicles. If I am lying, then, then may my testicles be cut off. Rent from my body. And I believe... Yes, when giving testimony, I think this might go back to to ancient Rome. The yes, when when giving an oath rather than yeah. putting your hand on the Bible, you'd you'd clutch your you'd clasp your Bollocks. scrotal sack in, uh, <laughs> and cool. say, you know, I testify, or you know, I say in court. You'd be. Do you know where the word genuine comes from? Genuine, hmm. genuine, gen, genus. Original, something like that. It's to do with your knee your when you genuflect. Ah, genuflect and uh, le genou de Claire. If you say so. Or Claire's Knee. Right. The film by uh, the great, the, the wonderful, the sublime. Er- Eric. Un- unforgettable. <laughs> Eric Roma. Yeah, I switched off. The so fi- a film called I think in Claire, Roman, Claire's Knee. Yeah, thrilling. In Roman times, it's about a middle-aged man's oh. obsessions with a, a beautiful young woman. To show knee. that one, the ch- one of your children was legitimate, mm. you would place them upon your knee in um, some sort of court setting, I believe. Oh yeah, well, it's easier than a DNA test on the Jeremy Kyle show, isn't it? Well, yeah. Oh, come on, sit on my knee. There we go. Yeah, yeah. the knee never lies. But that's that's genuine. Yeah, so genuine. on the knee. Yeah. yeah. Have you got your stand-up routine for us? Oh, this stand-up. Are we building routine. up to that? I know, well, look, I know you. I'm talking to the mic, you dickhead. I'm talking into the mic. <laughs> I, I I know you want me to do stand up. I do, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. No. No, but now Tentor look. Hooks. Now look, there's this um uh um <laughs> taglines, you know in novels, you know yeah, in books. I do. Usually let's say paperback editions. Yep. I don't know if they still do it. I mean, you can't, you might often get a sort of puff quote from yeah, yeah. especially from a famous person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a new novel by Exhilarating Andy McNabb or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And an absolute cracker, Jonathan Ross. Mm. I read it till I screamed. <laughs> Graham Norton. Timothy Leary. Okay, right. Yeah. It's Timothy Leary. Didn't he introduce LSD? And stuff? Oh, yeah, that bloke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> I forgot to take hallucinogenic drugs <laughs> while I was reading it. It's that good. Yeah, yeah. So a little puff piece, yeah. Our aim, like the aim of any new group that wants to change society, is to change the way people think. Because I don't know how it's going in your country, but over here in America, it's an insane asylum. The American people are totally hung up on on power, on on uh, repression, on work. It's an insane asylum here. So, uh, uh, you know, lots of people come to hear me speak when I when I give talks out here. It's not because I'm that clever. It's not because I I, uh, I I have anything really very much to <laughs> communicate. It's just that they gave me the good lines in the show. Who's that? Turn on, tune in, drop out. Is that Timothy Leary? That's my impression of Timothy Leary. Is that what he sounds yeah. like? I've never heard him. He that- sounds a bit like your impression of... Um, uh, fucking hell. Uh, Peter Laurie. Well, there is a little <laughs> bit of that. He does have that kind of, some kind of, kind of high voice. Right, it's an yeah, insane yeah. asylum here. Yes, novels. They're paperback novels. Mm-hmm. The fashion for the tagline seems to have gone out. A bit like the fashion for... Oh, does it? Do they not have them on books anymore? Well, they more usually the... I don't know, do they? I don't know. I, I, it's awful. I don't know. I think maybe they what do. Does it? Let's have... I think it's more likely to be a quote quote from celeb, right? Celebrity quote. So you might. <clears throat> so they published, uh, you know, in the mid twentieth century. You might get. You might be surprised at some of these uh, uh, taglines that okay. we, that were used. I might, what, how are so, we doing this? Are you going to give me the tagline and I have to guess what the book is? Uh, yeah, because what I'm going to do, I'm going to mix in some that you definitely won't know. Ah. And I, with and I ones that up. you well, you'll know the book, but you won't necessarily know that this right, is okay. to do. I think okay, this I'm might ready. be might be one. To, I think we might be able to sell this one to I yeah. don't know Waddington's or the BBC or something. Yeah, Endemol or whatever. Endemol isn't that a disease <laughs> or a medicine? I think it's a production company. Hattrick. Let's sell it to Hattrick. Hattrick. No, Endemol, I think I've heard of it. No, didn't it, they produce Big Brother, maybe? Oh, quite possibly. Right, let's it's go. Like, um, a mole, that is quite a common ending for drug names, isn't it? It is, yeah. Paracetamol. Yeah. Cocodamol. Cocodamol. <laughs> Fuck me. Come on, hit me with it. I can't think of any more. No. Very common. Heterodecimal. No. Yeah. No. Um, right. Uh, okay. Can you name this one? Okay. Her twisted passion drove her to evil deeds as she sought pleasure in the arms of women. Right, so this isn't a novel that I know. This is some lesbian thing. <laughs> well, you seem to have made up your mind very quickly. Yeah. Uh, uh, are, uh, are some of these uh, going to be lesbian fiction that you've read or <sighs> interested in? Not necessarily. All right, I'll make up a name. Um, Muff Diva. Hmm? That's my suggested title for this. Yeah. Oh, this is what I was... Yes. Uh, no, that was a, a lesbian yeah. um, Great. porn. Actually, I'm sure I wrote these down. You can edit this bit out. Great. Look forward to that. Have we not got any of this, mate? Here we are. Here we are. Here okay. we are. Okay, okay. She only listened to the demands of the flesh. Is this another pornographic lesbian title? Uh, I don't, what is it with you? You hear a, a, fe, a female pronoun, 
something reference to flesh, and me immediately you think, ooh, lesbian porn. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with lesbian porn. Right, okay. I'm a uh, big fan of it. I'm going to suggest it is one of your Cadbury novels. Ah, by George Macbeth. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. No. What was it? Well, it's a. It, I'll give you a clue. It's uh, French. Oh. It's a great by a great French novelist Jesus. of the well nineteenth, early twentieth century. I'm trying to think of any French novelists that I know. Oh. Oh, is it bloody? Is it Madame Bovary? No, no. Am I getting warm? Well, it's in the right general. Well, you're in the right country in the right century. <laughs> if, if that's what you mean. I don't know if I know any other bloody... Flaubert, he was a French novelist. Yeah, he wrote Madame Bovary. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. No, no that, I don't know. That's uh, Therese Racan. That's Never the, heard of it. That's the novel by uh, Zola. Never heard of it. Emile Zola. Never heard of it. Not to be confused with Zola Bud. <laughs> yeah, go on. Oh, I, yeah. No. Um, Romance, adventure, the thrilling exploits of an undercover agent. Ooh. Right, so that's probably a Bond book. So let's say... I'm neither confirming nor denying. Let's say... Uh, Goldfinger. Is it an Ian Fleming? No. Romance, adventure. Give me an idea of when it was written. 19th century, definitely. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, is it Conrad? Is it the secret agent? No. Romance, adventure, thrilling exploits of an undercover agent. They didn't really have spy novels, did they? Until the very end of the 19th century? Well, not the modern... Um, uh, I can give you a clue. Oh. Now, how... Over oh, the Scarlet Pimpernel. Yeah. Is, is it that? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Baroness Orgsy. Orgsy, yeah. Um, That's one. Chalk it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrifying shocker of a world dominated by teenage gangs. Ooh. And that's a book. These are all books. Okay. Teenage could, gangs. Could be a film as well. Oh, uh, is it Clockwork Orange? Nearly. Ooh. <sighs> yes, it, yeah, it's... A clockwork on. Oh, fucking hell. Well, all right. Then. You know what I meant, you Yes, dick. yes, yes. By? Uh, Burgess. Anthony Burgess. You get extra points. Um, d- d- can you stop looking at me in this professorial, <laughs> I'm your teacher kind of way? Go I on. Did, I didn't know I was. Yeah. Um, ah, uh, right, here we are. This unusual book may shock you, will make you laugh, and may break your heart, but you will never forget it. This unusual book may shock you, will make you laugh, and may break your heart, but you will never forget it. Now, there was that book about a bloke who rolled a dice to decide on the rest of his life or whatever. What's that called? Dice, dice something. Man, dice something. Is it that? The. The. Dice man. Dice man. Is it that? No. Ah, fuck. Okay. Um. Mm. Yeah. Uh, do you want a clue? Yes, please. I think, you, I think you're going to need one. It's American. Right. Uh, the fucking thingy. Um, Catcher in the Rye. Yes. The, the Catcher in the Rye. 
<laughs> Sorry, Article Man. The Catcher in Rye. I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, by J.D. Salinger. Don't nod at me. Like said, oh, well done, my boy. <laughs> you have done well today. No, no punishment for you tonight. Uh, come on, we've got more. Okay, go. Uh, explosive epic of the beat generation. Oh, oh, on the road. Jack Kerouac. Well done. Um... <laughs> uh, the classic novel of a woman who made a career of harlotry and repentance. Oh, God. Is this one I'm going to know? Well, depends how well read you are. Harlotry and repentance. Is it that uh, Mol, Mol Flanders? Is it her? Yes. Are you? Is it? Yes. I have read stuff, you know. Yes, yeah, well done. Fuck um, off. By... Oh. Yeah. Not Defoe, is it? Is it? It is Mr. Defoe. Daniel yes. Defoe. Daniel right. Defoe. All right, All right. okay. Mm-hmm. I love uh, that you think I can't possibly know these. I don't. I don't. I don't know where you're getting that impression from. Right, go on. Um, a brilliant novel. Sorry, that was a little. <clears throat> a brilliant novel of an unforgettable wife. Cool. An unforgettable wife. Mm, is this like Jackie Collins or something? Like Jackie Collins? Uh, no, it's not really in the same sort of... No, it's not a Jilly Cooper effort? No. Okay. A brilliant novel of an unforgettable wife. Mm. I don't know. Don't know, love. Clue? Um, it was made into a film, black and white. 1940s Rebecca Indeed Daphne du Maurier Well done Thank you Uh, Murder shouldn't be fun but Sandra was luscious enough to eat and Hugo's ideas about what to do with her were rather different That's a long strap line isn't it Mm. Is this a lesbian one (laughs) Um, It's called Scissors for Dinner Hmm Earth, do you mean? <laughs> but it, it's have called, I heard of it? You might have. Well, probably not. No. Go on. It's called What a Body! Exclamation mark. That's the title. Christ. Uh, by Alan Green. Never heard of it. Or him. A brilliant and cynical story of the woman who flouted the moral laws of her day. Mm. Um, is it Far From the Madding Crowd? No. Okay. Give me a clue. Uh, it's French. Fucking hell. More French. 19th century. It's not Madame Bovary. It is. Is it? Okay. By... Uh, Flaubert. Gustave. Gustave Flaubert. Well done. Thanks, love. Chuck Merrick, Private Eye, and the girl with the .32 gun and the 36-inch chest. George Macbeth. No. Cadbury's World. <laughs> nope. <laughs> don't know. Give uh, me a clue. Am I going to get it? Unlikely. Oh, fucking hell, you cock tease. Go on, then. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, from, it's the tagline for Girl in a Jam by James Savage. <laughs> Girl in a Jam. <laughs> Girl in a Jam. Boy, boy in a preserve. 
Go on. <laughs> well, why not? Um, I, I, I ate a jam sandwich at school and someone came up to me and went, ooh, a period sandwich. Oh, yeah. Have I told you this? And mm, I didn't know what they meant. I thought oh. they meant like an old sandwich. <laughs> like period drama. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, period sandwich. Mm. Well, that was great fun. Wasn't like it? To, um, I'll be cutting most of that. I'd like to uh, uh, say thank you for the... Well, for the, the suggestion, for the well, not a deliberate suggestion, I mean, it was suggested. I got the idea, I took the idea from, well, no, I didn't entirely steal oh. Well, from uh, Sapphic Underground. What's that? Uh, she's a, a YouTube channel. She's a YouTube channel. She's a YouTuber. She's right. a, she does um, stuff. And she did, she had found some of these, she did a, a little a piece, a show. How on, did you find that? How did I find it? Yeah. Well, I've been following her for about two years. Have you? Bastard. You need yeah. to stop that. She's got a restraining order out. Don't forget. Yeah, she's a great sapphic undergrad. She does you know, reviews of, I mean, like, well, like the latest series of Gentleman Jack. That's fairly obvious. And, um, but, you know, Bridgerton and other things, and sort of things that are in the news about, well, mainly about, you know, lesbian. <laughs> Why do you things. follow that? Because I quite like her. You're not a lesbian. Well, well spotted, David. <laughs> you don't even like girls. But I, I remember the the um, the TV advert. Well, not 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 so much the TV advert. The TV trailer wasn't much of a trailer. All it was, you just had a close up of this bloke's face, and then he pulled down this sort of visor, which was black, and then it just the you know, picture froze on this figure with the black visor, and then the deep voice, the man with the very deep voice, said. The Exterminator, Certificate X. Mm. And that was it. Wow. Not even a da-da-da. <laughs> Not even one of those. Oh. What would the tagline be to, um, you know, the Jessup story, let's call it? What's that? The, the story, story of my life. life. Yeah, what would the tagline be? Nothing doing. <laughs> nice. Not doing or, nothing. Doing nothing, nothing, no, but nothing doing as in, yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, well, you know, as in, you know, nothing doing, you know, I can't do, you know, it won't happen. <laughs> he was gonna, he was gonna, yeah, he was gonna paint me out. He was gonna finish his novel one day, but he, he hasn't. Um, he nearly finished it. I don't, yes. What about the Culling Chronicles? What would, what would be the tagline there? Well. No, no. Go on. No, that's you know. You're, Go on, what are you going to say? You're tempting me to. I'm be horrible, yeah. To cruelty. Go on. I don't know the uh, music, <laughs> board games, <laughs> and pizza. Wow, what a fucking story. <laughs> that's a page turner, isn't it? No, but if you look up these sort of like pan editions, pan yeah. pan books, pan paperbacks. Yeah. Like for example, I remember. I remember my dad telling me about it, and then I actually saw the. I saw the book that he was telling me about in a second-hand bookshop on Charing Cross Road. Okay. Uh, I think it's called Henry Pord's Books. And uh, it was in the... We're shilling for them now. It was in the... <laughs> I'm not sure if they're still there. Um, um, yeah, uh, uh, Saturday night and Sunday morning. Oh, right. You may be aware of the film. Yes, yes, you've quoted it to me on numerous occasions. The I've never seen it. But I, I feel like I know every fucking line from it. 
I don't think it's every line. There's a lot. Possibly the the one about uh, I'm a fighting pit prop. The, but yeah, Mum called me Barmy when I told her I fell off a gasometer for a bet. But I'm not Barmy. I'm a fighting pit prop that wants a pint of beer. That's me. But if any knowing bastard says that's me, I'll tell him I'm a dynamite dealer waiting to blow the factory to kingdom come. Whatever anybody says I am, that's what I'm not. Because they don't know a bloody thing about me. Pause. He gazes at his reflection in mirror. God knows what I am. Nice. Uh, but Saturday night, Sunday morning was, was held at the time and subsequently indeed to be more authentic. Yeah, no one talks like that. Like what? I'm a fighting pit prop that wants a beer. <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't. No one says that. Well, he's on his own at the time. Sort of reflecting on... Do you suddenly talk in <laughs> poetry when you're at home? I wouldn't call that well, poetry. You know I mean, like sort of purple prose. Uh, I think he's probably meant to be quoting, you know, partly quoting things he's read in books. And, you know, he's a young lad. He's only about 18, 19... He's Even a, more reason for him not to be fucking going, I'm a fighting pit prop. But, you Ever know, know whatever probably... Whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Yeah, but, you know, he's probably picked it up from uh, from the films, uh, from the... You know, even bad books in them days had some good writing in them. Ah. They did. Ah. They did, lad. And, you, you know, he might have gone to see films. He probably had to do... Uh, uh, he probably had to see Shakespeare at the cinema for school and Bloody things hell. like that. But, you know, and he might have said, ah, I knew just how that bloody Richard III felt. He were a right good on him. I thought it were right awful at the end when that great wuss in the, in the, with the golden hair did him. Yeah. He was... He, uh, was, he were a slightly buckled pit prop. Yeah, aye. Aye. With his own sword. Aye. And he looked good on that horse. Uh, right at the end, when he's thrashing about in his death agony, I remember thinking, "Ah, well, who'd you rather be, him flailing about in death agony, or that great, great ponce on horse? Mm. Probably great ponce on horse, actually, <laughs> at that stage of film, because right. he's gonna, because he's the future Henry the Seventh, who's going to have a Henry the Eighth. And I'd know. quite like to hear this person." You know, perhaps reviewing some other Shakespearean classics. What? What does he make of Hamlet? Hamlet. Uh, I liked Hamlet. Yeah. I like them grave diggers. They knew what was what. You know what I reckon? I reckon they knew he was the prince, the king. I reckon they were only pretending they didn't recognise him because he were in disguise. They thought, we'll tell yon lad, yon king, yon, yon prince with his fancy white hair and his lovely Ophelia and his all, all this wandering around with poetry. We'll tell him a bit of what life's really about, eh? Ah, look at this skull, eh, lad? That skull that you are, ah, you've kissed where those lips hung. And, you know, now makes you want to vomit, don't it? Don't it just? Ah, yeah, look at him. He's taken skull and having a, having a soliloquy over it. Aye, there's more soliloquies where that come from, lad. He th- thrusts his spade grimly into the earth. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, um, uh, Romeo and Juliet. What? What does this? What does whoever this person is? Oh, I don't know. Albert Finney in Saturday night, Sunday morning. What does he make it? Romeo and Juliet. A couple of Jessies. Romeo and Juliet. Unconvincing. Yeah. Why? I thought 
Why? You don't even at that age. You don't fall out of love with one lass and into love with another one to, uh, that quick. Not in twenty four hours. I don't about... care if about the fucking unities, duck. <laughs> unities be damned if basic. <laughs> What's that other bird called? I can't remember a fucking name. Oh, I don't know, Paris? No, Parisier? Paris is the bloke who's trying to fucking marry Juliet. Paris ain't a bloke. Yes, it is. Paris sounds like a girl's name. Well, that's... All place maybe. names a girl's name. What about Florence? What about India? What about Cyprus? I've never heard that. What about Paris Hilton? <laughs> She's no bloke. She's named after two places. What? Bloody capital of France and a bloody hotel. No, the hotel was a that that was her name, wasn't it? All oh, right. A fella, her granddad or a great granddad or whatever, founded it or built it. Or what was her bloody name? Rosamond, Rosalind. Who was he in before? No, Paris. No, Paris Hilton. No, she might have another fucking name. Paris Hilton in Romeo and Juliet. You're obsessed. <laughs> in Romeo. Paris, bloody Hilton. <laughs> it Romeo and Juliet. Oh, Romeo and Juliet. Rosalind. Rosalind. Rosaline. I don't know. Some, the one some. he fancies first of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. But you don't go yeah. straight from that to a. You might go straight from that to a, a wild sexual obsession. Right. But not to a not from a from a deep emotional. Wo- well, it obviously weren't. It weren't love. that deep, were it? And then he thought he had the real thing, and then suddenly he did have the real thing. Yeah, but but how did he know he had the real thing? They'd only been together. Well, because, you know, bloody... Her hand, you know, whatever, hangs on her like an Ethiop's ear or whatever. I know, racist and all. Proud of yourself, Romeo. You take a walk of shame, lad. Yeah, yeah. You get with the multicultural programme or Ah. you'll have me to deal with. (laughs) I know it was sad, but, you know. Macbeth? Die. Well, society were against him from start, wasn't it? They said, no, you can't be king. Well, no, they didn't say that. You're only common. The well, witches told him he could be. He weren't common, he were a lord. Well, yeah, but he weren't. He, were thane. he weren't posh enough to be, to be, you know, to be king, were they? No. Well, he could You're have been. You're only good enough to be a prince or a thane or whatever. No, you can stay down there, my lad. You're not fit to kiss boots or wipe arse of king which is a very highly prestigious job I'll have you know mm. aye but there was rotten times he knew what it were like though aye. we've all done one thing known it were bad and then thought well fuck it I'll do another slightly worse thing <laughs> alright you know yeah alright like killing your mate well you know yeah. you, 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 you buy a I don't know you get overchanged in shop and you don't tell them, even though you've noticed it at time. Mm. So next time you're in that shop uh, and you ain't got quite enough yeah. for second Mars bar, you, you, you pilfer it while old, old blind Mr. Fruit is behind the, <laughs> is behind the counter, uh, bent over because he gets the rheumatism cruel bad. And in them glasses that look like bottle tops, Aye. or bottle, bottle bottoms rather, because bottle tops tend to be uh, opaque, don't they? Um, 
But he's there, crouched over in his in his uh, dressing gown. Old man through dressing, it. Old man through it. And you think, ah, well, uh, he overchanged me last time. He might underchange me this time. What does it matter? If that were theft, then theft is is what I'm doing. And he's what a thief is what I am. Before you know it, you've snaffled second Mars bar. Oh. You're a fighting pit prop. And then you kill... Your, wants a Mars bar. And then you kill your mate. Because you've, you know, you've committed petty crime and oh. still crime. There's no petty about that. And when you have to face his mam in court, across the courtroom, <laughs> weeping, you know, widow's weeds, <laughs> that, 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 that she had to sell her youngest daughter to buy oh. just so she could look good at the hanging. <laughs> you look across at her and you say... Aye, I did wrong. I did wrong by you. But what about that Hitler, eh? And that Churchill? Not to mention Stalin and Mao. What about Nelson? What about Napoleon? They killed more than I did, and yet some of them have lovely paintings done of them. And what about Jack the Ripper? They never even found out who he was. But he's some sort of hero. Well, maybe they'll make films about me one day. The fighting pit prop that killed ki- his mate. Killed his mate. You know, yeah. and, and it'll be a sort of postmodern gothic horror. <laughs> anyway, I hope they get that Albert Finney to play me. He's the only one as could bring it off, I reckon. Yes, when I said, do you have anything to say before sentences pass, I had considered something uh, a little pithier, a little shorter, something more along the lines of, no, my lad, or I'm sorry, my lad. That would have done, however. Your your rambling, self-aggrandizing <laughs> attempts at quarterly mortality did at least uh, allow me to take a brief lavatory break. Have I has sentence been passed? Uh, to wait till after the appeal or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's going in? That's the. That's the end of this week's episode of <laughs> Rough Justice. And let's not forget, there's two words in that title. Only one of them is justice. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Ba-dum, ba-dum. And now, ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to the stage? Are you ready? Are you going to put on sort of like effects of... Yeah, I can. Like, like echoey effects afterwards? Yeah, yeah. So that... um of silence? And well, you know, and, and people, you know, a bit the occasional whistle or murmur in the crowd, yeah, I'll do and, that, yeah. uh, and and sound of lots of people laughing, not just you, <laughs> not okay. not just you. I'll be at the forefront, but yeah. Hang okay. on, let me, let me. You might want to pause. Oh uh, no! You might want to pause for a moment. Okay, I'm just getting my uh, writing. Well, just, are you is, ready? Are you going to do this on well, the fucking day? No. Well, it's probably a night. It's probably an evening performance. You know what I mean. I do, I do. Well, you know, you got to be pretty ruthless. Oh, kill your shitting da- asses! <laughs> You're just throwing tea all over yourself. You're right. No, you. Now, ladies and and now, ladies and gentlemen, live from the comedy club, Dobby. Please put your hands together 
for the one, the only, there'll never be another, Mr. William Jessup. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You'll notice I'm not calling you ladies. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> Scrap that, scrap we that. Go. Scrap and now, that. ladies and gentlemen, live from the... I think you better start that again, because when you on your first syllable, I was still... Fuck me. And now, ladies and gentlemen, live from the Comedy Club Derby, we bring you the one, the only, there'll never be another, Mr. Will Jessup. Good evening, everybody. All right, we'll do it again. <laughs> Yes, I failed to articulate the D <laughs> consonant. I'm, I'm enjoying it already. Good afternoon. <laughs> right, you ready? You ready? Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't read. Right, right, All right doing that. Here we go. Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, live from the Comedy Club Derby, we bring you the one, the only, there'll never be another, Mr. Will Jessup. Good evening, everybody. You'll notice that I'm not uh, calling you ladies and gentlemen. You know what you are. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's not original. It's, uh, that was actually a line of uh, Max Miller's. Max Miller, uh, one of my predecessors in this high and noble calling. Uh, high and noble? What do I mean? I'm not a, not a, not a brain surgeon, am I? High and noble, I don't know. Max Miller was high and noble. He was, uh, well, I don't know anything about it. Well, I know a bit about it. Actually, I probably know more than average, the average person knows about him because I have spent a few hours, I suppose, on YouTube watching his routines and watching documentaries on him. And I've read a book, or most of it, about him. Uh, John M. East, very interesting, uh, interesting man. He was uh, an associate in some way of David Sullivan, who founded the... Um, Sunday Sport and the Daily Sport, um, but anyway, Max Miller. And anyway, it was the it was the calling I was calling high and noble, wasn't it? Not the uh, not the human vessel uh, in which uh, the calling is manifested on Earth. In any case, no, ladies and gentlemen, it it's I'm not calling you that because, in all seriousness, uh, it's not my business. It's uh, not my right, indeed, to, uh, to impose genders on you or to impose social status on you or, or, to, uh, or to impose judgments about your sexual habits and practices. And calling someone lady or gentleman does uh, imply things about those things, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Think about it. Do some work for yourselves. I'm not here to entertain you. <laughs> I'm only joking, of course. Of course I'm here to entertain you. You know, when I first said that I was going to be a comedian, they all said that it was a bad idea because I'm quite emotionally fragile and I might not be able to handle the personal devastation of a bad gig. Uh, and they were right. But anyway, here goes. I was walking, uh, walking along the street the other day, uh, the other day, last week it was, I was walking along the street and, uh, and there was this bloke, stark naked, walking along the street, stark naked, except for a pair of trainers. <laughs> so I said to him, hey, what, what are you doing, walking along the street, stark naked, except for a pair of trainers? 
And he said, uh, I'm a nudist. Uh, and I said, oh, right. And, and he said, well, yeah, is that, is that your only, does that answer your question? I mean, it's really, you know, I'm a nudist. And I said, ah, but why are, you wearing, uh, why are you wearing trainers then if you're a nudist? And he said, well, that's in case of a, a, a step in something nasty, uh, you know, sharp stone, nail, broken glass or something, could, you know, get in, break the skin, get infected. Could be nasty, so that's just for, for practical uses. And I said, oh, yeah, and is it also so that if uh, someone tries to arrest you for uh, indecent exposure, uh, you can run off easily? And he said, no, no, it's, that's irrelevant. <laughs> it's nothing to do with it. No, no. So I, I, I walked on, and, uh, and uh, I, I, I saw this bloke. There was this bloke uh, lying on his side in the fetal position, uh, on the pavement, uh, moaning, moaning softly. So I said to him, uh, "You all right? You injured? What's what's up?" And he said, "Oh no, I'm just I'm depressed. I'm completely depressed. There's no hope. I can't see any way out of my problems. I, d I just want to end it all." And I said, "Well, you know, things about are that bad. Then well, you know, why, why why don't you kill yourself?" And he said, "Well, things might get better." Anyway, so I walked on, and then I saw this, I saw this old lady, very well-dressed old lady, but she was lying on the ground, looked unconscious, or, you know, something more serious, and there was this, there was this girl, this teenage girl, kneeling down next to her, going through her handbag. Going through her handbag she was, sort of picking out, you know, jewellery and stuff, money, and there was a purse and all that, and I said to this girl here, what are you doing? What are, you, what are you doing? Have you? And she said, oh, nothing. She had a heart attack or something. I phoned, I phoned an ambulance. It's on the way. Be here in a minute. Well, I don't know where else, but it's going to be here quick. I can't, that's why I can't, I can't spend much time talking. I said, but what are you doing? You're robbing her. And she said, yeah, well, I mean, she's obviously, you know, quite wealthy. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in quite serious financial straits at the moment. So I'm just going to, I'm not going to take everything. I'm just going to, I'm not going to take her cards. It's just cash. There's quite a bit of cash in here. So I'll take one of her cards or something, you know, I might get something with that. And I said, hang on, I think that's a, I think that's a Hermes handbag. Um, I mean, I don't know a great deal about these things, but I'm pretty sure that's a Hermes handbag. They're worth you know, several, several thousand pounds. So why don't you just, you know, why are you going through them? Why don't you just nick that? And she said, well, I've got some models. So they are all in all in one day. That was within a within a a, a few streets, um, all that uh, all on one walk. All that amazing variety of human oddity. Well, there we are. It's, uh, it's lovely to be here, ladies and gentlemen. What do you mean, get on with it? I am getting on with it. This is it. What do you mean, get off your crap? Oh, I see you're a heckler. We have a heckler with us, ladies and gentlemen. I'm getting heckled. Well, there we are. All stand-up comedians get heckled, don't they? Do they? Not just me. Yeah, they do. Um, they must... It's, it, it, yeah, they must do. It's not just me. Uh, and my unique badness, is it? Self-esteem-boosting man who lives in my chest? <laughs> He's still there. Steamy, as I call him. So, I'm being heckled, as all stand-up comedians inevitably are. Nothing to be afraid of. I can handle this. I've got my heckler put-downs all at the ready. Yeah, I was like that the first time I went to a comedy gig. <laughs> eh? Yeah, mm. uh, 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 God lost a good mouth when he put teeth in that. Mm. Mm. Uh, 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 here, open your mouth a bit wider, mate. We'll all be able to hear you. 
Okay, okay, no, I'm just going to ignore you. I'm not going to engage with you. I'm not, I'm not even going to acknowledge your existence. I'm going to ignore the fact that you've got the whole audience agreeing with you and laughing along with you and chanting off, 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 off <laughs> and loudly planning to attack me in the street afterwards and strip me naked and leave me helpless and naked in the street uh, as punishment for my presumption in thinking I'm funny enough to get up here and entertain you for a few minutes. Yes, you may have done that, Mr Heckler, which I have to agree is a pretty good night's work for a heckler, quite a good heckling gig, but it's all in an evening's work for a stand-up comedian. And it doesn't really hurt, it doesn't really damage my self-esteem because I've still got my little friend Steamy. Steamy? Steamy, where have you gone? Oh, you've, you've uh, gone and joined the heckler and uh, joined in with the chanting and the uh, planning to leave me helpless and naked and stranded. Okay, Steamy, I, uh, I, I can't say I won't miss you. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I, I can't say it's, it's not been a pleasure. Ooh, ooh, I just did. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, in conclusion, I'd like you all, if you would, uh, to close your eyes, let your hands rest at, at, uh, at your sides if you're standing up or in your lap if you're sitting down. Uh, try and relax all your muscles, breathe slowly and deeply. Thank you, good night. <laughs> well, there you go, folks. Uh, that, was, that was Will Jessup. Next. I mean, it can be, you know, if you have trouble sleeping, as I'm sure people who listen to this don't, um, <laughs> well, it, it can be quite fun way to pass the time on a long journey, say, if you haven't, I don't know if the internet connection's failed by some ghastly turn of events, you haven't got any uh, reading matter with you. You've run out of data. Or it's dark. It's just dark and you're on a coach and the lights, are, or something, it's just not, you know, you can't read yeah. for some reason. Yeah, I get it. And you're, uh, yeah, this is a game you can play with yourself. Think of a, think of a, a I don't know, a famous, a, a literary classic. Right. Okay. And try and and think of a a strapline, a strapline, or a or or a, a film voiceover. You know, a Ooh. cinema voiceover. Okay. With with very deep voice, okay. man. All right. Like. Uh, so David Copperfield. All right, yeah. David Copperfield. <laughs> he grew up in difficult circumstances. <laughs> dun, 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 Is that it? There'd be music oh, playing, music, obviously. Right, okay, you have on. to imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Shall I do the music and you do the voice? There was no. There needs to be snatches of dialogue as well. I'll, I'll, I'll turn the volume down when you start doing bits okay. of dialogue. Ready? A boy who didn't know what love really was. If you've never seen anyone make scrambled eggs, how do you know how to turn an egg into a delicious meal of scrambled eggs? Love is a bit like that. For this boy, his family didn't cook. <laughs> 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 
people who should have loved and taken care of him didn't. Firmness, my dear, firmness. Then they sent him to school. It will be no use rubbing yourselves. You won't rub out the marks that I shall give you. Then he was sent to work in a warehouse. Hiya, my name's Mick Walker. This here's my friend, Mealy Potatoes. <laughs> but failure was not an option. He learned shorthand, became a shorthand writer in Parliament, then a novelist, and had quite a happy family life. And his name was David Copperfield. Yeah. I don't know, they probably, I mean, there have been a few films of it. <laughs> All right, Hamlet. Okay, right. What sort of music for Hamlet? Oh, it's fairly doomy and. Okay. You know. boom, Hamlet. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. We'll start again. Mm-hmm. Ready? Ah, uh, no, no, I know. I mean, Ulysses. No one's heard of it. They've tried to. Well, they should have. They Ready? Can, they can... Actually, this could be a, a tagline for Ulysses or or the, um, okay. or, or, or the voiceover. I'm trying to do it and go, make it Irish. <laughs> Ulysses. One day, one city, all human life. Right, right, what we do now, Hamlet? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, all right, Hamlet. Hamlet. Come, you know, coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> In his pants, no. Coming soon. <laughs> coming soon at this cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or feature presentation. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Murder. Incest. Madness. Well, no, that was no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it was from. Um, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue anyway. Murder, incest, madness. One man, only one man, could purify the foul corruption at the heart of the state and of his own family. His name was Hamlet. Prince of Denmark. Use every man after his dessert, and who will escape whipping? That is the question. Very good. I'll go and see that. Citizen Kane. Uh, that is a film. I oh, know. So is Amwerk. So is David Copperfield. <laughs> yeah. I don't I think, I don't think the right. concept is okay. valid. What are we doing? It's a re-release. What did you say, Citizen Kane? So, okay. Well, it's got real music. Well, I'm not doing that, am I? Mm, well, they've 
commission. They might commission special music. They've for the, commissioned me to for the re-release. Here I go, yeah. just with my gob. Ready? Yeah. Citizen Kane from the man who's possibly better known for the adverts for what he <laughs> said was probably the best lager in the world. Came the film that they said was probably the greatest motion picture ever made. And critical opinion has remained fairly sympathetic to that judgment ever since. Until sometime a decade or so ago when it was displaced from its usual position at the top of the film critics list of greatest films of all time by Vertigo. Not even Hitchcock's best film. What do you mean, stick to the script? Be a film critic in your own time. What are you gonna do, fire me? Oh, you are. Okay. His name was Charles Foster Kane. He had it all. And it could never be enough. Right. Nearly falling well, well, off a well, well, high well, building. Well, I think this could work for like a children's book. Think of one that you know well. Janet and John go to the park. Let's go. Ready? His name was John. She was Janet. They went to the park. They didn't play too near the lake. Because that can be dangerous if you fall in. They went home and had a lovely tea. Janet and John go to the park. Certificate you. <laughs> Love it. It pains us both to say that uh, we don't have um, either Bliss or Ian on this week. Um, why well, is that, Will? Well, they're, they're in America. Well, it's not just that they're in America, because we obviously have the miracles of modern technology. Yeah, we could have FaceTimed uh, them or something. But, um, no, they're having a, a week, it might be a month, but at the moment it's so they're having a week uh, social media free. SMF. <coughs> it's a thing, It you know, it's a, it's a bit like a, uh, what do they call it, you know, when you cleanse your body. The detox. A detox, yeah. A social media detox. Okay. Um... So that you know that includes the you know the humble electric telephone, okay, as well as. So if I call, uh, she won't answer. Uh, no. Right. no. Well, let's give it a whirl anyway. Well, all right. Here we go. Well, it's not really fit. What are you hoping she might? Yeah. Forget and just yeah pick up sort of Pavlo- uh, Pavlovian reaction. It's, it's ringing. Oh, okay. Hello. This is the voicemail for Bliss McKinley. I'm on a social media detox this week, so please do not try to communicate with me. 
I love you. Goodbye. Twat. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you? I'm glad you've amused, am, amused, amused. <laughs> you. I'm glad you've amused yourself. I what are you? What are, have you switched? It? Ring back and apologise. No. <clears throat> Ring her back. I'll apologise. All right. No, I'm, I'll do it later. I'll no, do, I'll, I'll, do it. I'll, ex- it I'll explain. Go on, ready? We're ringing. It's ringing. She's picking up. No, she isn't. Well, the voicemail's clicking in. Can you remember what you said? Go on. Hello, this is the voicemail for Bliss McKinley. We're having a social media detox this week. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, Bliss. Um, hope you uh, didn't get uh, hope, hope at least you didn't take seriously that last. Um, I didn't know Dave was going to do that. Uh, I didn't know it. He's, you know, he's he's going through a funny time at the moment. <laughs> Don't say that. It's not true. Sorry, carry on. Uh, all, all right, should we? Should we... <clears throat> Hi, Bliss. Sorry, it's yeah. He's um, he, he's going through a, a difficult time at the moment. I don't know why he did that. It's you know. Call it, call it uh, toxic male rage. Um, fi- finding an outlet uh, wherever it, wherever it will. Um, I, I hope the whole detox uh, thing is um, is going really well. Uh, give my regards to Ian. Uh, hope you're enjoying the uh, the the whole, you know, getting out of that that swamp of. Uh, you know the Twitter swamp, the uh, Instagram swamp, the whole time up. Well, sorry, ran out of time to leave your message. That's well, that's saying. great, isn't it? What am I? What am I? Get? It's all right. It's all right, Dave. I'll, I'll. Do you want to call her back and carry on rambling, and kissing her ass? Well, if I filled up the tape, there's no or it's not whatever tape, it is. is it? Well, it went beep. Yeah. Yeah. So presumably, why, why, so that's it. Why? I've just feel it was meant to be for why, emergencies only. Why have you sold out, you mate, of twenty six years? Seven, five years. Who? Me. What do you mean to sold her, you out? Kiss her ass. I'm not selling anyone out. I'm just... Why do you, Here you are. You ring people up and shout twat. <laughs> well, I do. Especially clearly. not... Especially not someone like Bliss. Why? She is a twat. And you sold your mate out. I don't know if we'll be back. Sold. I, I don't know. know if, I don't know if we're going to be back next time because Will and I have fallen out now. I don't remember money changing hands. You know what I mean? What? Just because I'm not having to... What, what should I have done then? What should I have done? She left it. She doesn't deserve your apology. She might have... She might have... Well, no. She deserves your apology. Because you're right. the one who insulted I'll her. I'll phone her. No, but no, we've, we've no. used up all that. That was meant to be for no, emergencies that only. That one, one message. I'll phone her and we'll leave another message. Right, let's go. Was it? It's How ringing. It? I don't know. It's ringing. She's not going to answer it. Well, it's going to go to voicemail. It's ringing. Hello. This is the voicemail for Bliss McKinley. We're on a social media detox this week. Thank you. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, Bliss. I hear you. I see you've changed your voicemail message from the last time I left a message. It's Dave here. I just wanted to say, knob. Well, there you go. Fantastic. What would be the tagline for this podcast one? I'm still in this northern fella's voice. <laughs> what would be the tagline of this podcast, Will? Ah, oh, Will.
They had nought to say, and they said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. 